Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We're a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. What if I started the podcast the way that you say welcome back? Hello, love buddies. This town's not big enough for the two of us, Jen. Too alpha for me. Yeah, not your husband, full alpha. That's what they call me. <laughs> full alpha. Yeah. Strikes back. So, Jennifer, you said you wanted to talk with me a little bit about the hopefully stay together part of our <laughs> intro. Um, so you just got married. You're with your best bud forever. Your love buddy. Um, why would that be a difficult thing? I don't understand. <laughs> why would that be tough? I would say for most people that get married that have already lived together, this is not a super hard transition. Yeah. It's just like you went from like this place where you're like living with someone and you could leave whatever you wanted to like this place where like you're living with someone and you're handcuffed to them financially this is... <laughs> for the rest of your life. Gosh. Very lucky to be financially handcuffed to me. I am. So I am your lucky. I am your sugar mama. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you think I married you? Oh, Jen. So, um I guess I guess if we're if we're talking about how to live with somebody when you first start living with them, whether whether you're married or not, you know, maybe maybe you decided to move in before getting married. Uh that's always a big adjustment because no matter how normal the person you marry it is as a human being, they're also just weird and just like totally weird and not normal at all and strange and different. Oh my goodness. Yes. There's just little quirks. There's still, after living with you, even for 11 years, there's still things that you do I, that I find incredibly weird. Yeah, let's talk about it. I flew off the handle today at Jen because she put dishes in the sink that were dirty and um it made me very upset like <laughs> there's like little weird things like that that never would have made me upset in the past but as the person who typically does the dishes i was like so all these dishes in my sink how am i supposed to fill the sink with water and soap and scrub stuff in the sink what what is going on and i lost my cool sorry babe <laughs> It's okay. Um, See that? She never loses her cool. Always cool. <laughs> I, don't, I definitely lose my cool. I think my response was losing my cool when you brought it up. So mm. you were like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I was like, nope, you're going to talk to me. And then you tell me. And then I'm like, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's more of a quirk. I would say on the, the other end of things, usually you're the one who's like, I'm mad. I don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, I don't know what boundaries are. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to cry. Is everything okay? <laughs> We've been in isolation for two months now. So this is not something that we've recorded and then just have hold, held on to. We've we are putting this out now. in isolation for 
for millions of years. 11 years now. <laughs> and the thing is, we spend so much time together already. We work together. We live together. We work in the house together. We are rarely apart. But because we cannot have our own personal time and be able to do our own thing separately, it has driven driven us crazy a bit. So on top of like the whole dishes thing, I think that our situation has really played a part on that. But there are times that there are little things that end up driving us crazy and we're in normal situations and it's still very hilarious that it made us that upset. Yes. I remember, I think it was you were very upset by the way that I folded your t-shirts when we first got married. No, I'm still upset about that. You keep trying to hang them up in the closet. You fold them (laughs) and you put them in the dresser. I am the type of person that hangs up everything because I don't want things to be folded. I just want to be able to look at it and grab it and put it on. Like I don't want it to be folded up somewhere where I have to go through a drawer or a box or whatever it is. And figure out what I'm going to wear. I want it to be already laid out for me almost. See, I go into the dresser, I put my hand and I pull out a shirt because it could be any shirt. It doesn't matter. It's a shirt. When you hang things up, I'm like, ah, where is it? This is all these hangy things. My mind can't decipher one from the other. Well, it's a lot easier for me to visualize what it will look like on me once it's already about my height. And it's taller than drapes you. Drapes over. It is a little bit taller than me, but it's draped down, and I can look up at it and think, "Oh wow, this is what it would look like if I was a model. If I was model tall, I'm picking this outfit right now. I'm gonna wear this one. This is how my children will see me. <laughs> I think that I'm a supermodel because I'm taller than them. Yep. I mean, that's how you think of everybody that's taller than you, right? You're like that person's taller than me. They're a supermodel. I mean, that's the only reason I was able to get you. Because I'm like, Steven's taller than me. He's definitely a supermodel. Then you saw me sit down and you're like, what? (laughs) We're the same height. (sighs) (laughs) Let's go back to the topic. So how are, let's just talk about us personally. Let's talk about our relationship and how we've managed to make it work, to manage to keep the sanity in our house, even though there are still little things that really bother us that as we spend more time with each other, we either decide this is something worth fighting for or I'm just going to let this one go. Like, where, where's the, the boundaries there with uh, certain things? How do we deal with it? How do we deal with that? Um, normally, normally, normally I have to weigh things in my head and it's like this, this thing I'm upset about, whether it's like... A, like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you left your computer out or something and it's like out in a place like on the stairs where people walk. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah. And I just have to think to myself, is it worth it to get upset and like start a fight about this? Or would it just be easier to just grab the computer and walk upstairs and be like, hey, you left your computer on the stairs. Um, I didn't want anybody to trip on it. So I brought it to you and passive aggressively make my point, you know? <laughs> So it's like, do I want to get into an aggressive fight or a passive aggressive fight that lasts for years on end until one day when we blow up at each other? And, you know, you really got to weigh that out because you can only put so many things on the back burner at a time. You know, 
So you're always you you got to pick which ones you want to explode. Okay, right but away. like seriously though, I I guess I'll. Take I was the only kind point. of joking around. You do you do have <laughs> know, to pick your talk. battles in a relationship. Yes, and I think a lot of the things that I'm thinking, or many of the conversations that are going on in my head, is oh, Steve did this, and it really frustrates me. But I've got to understand, like, is this something he does all the time? Or is this something that he just did then? Like, for instance, <laughs> there are times that you've left the oven on instead yeah. of giving getting super upset about it because you, you cook a lot, but rarely do you leave the oven on. Instead of getting super upset about it, I either just turn it off or just say, hey, baby, you left the, the oven on just to let you know that like you're aware of turning it off the next time. But there might be things that happen frequently. And if it actually bothers me, then maybe that's something we can talk about or think about, hey, what are some things that I do a lot that could be annoying to Steve, but he hasn't really said anything about and he's helped me with? Maybe this is something I can help him with. Mm -hmm. So those are the conversations that kind of go on in my head when it comes to those those little quirky things. So you like weigh out whether or not it's a habit? <laughs> I don't know. Because there's some things that are a habit. And I just realize that no one's perfect. And it's not my job to make you perfect. And it's not your job to make me perfect. And I know I'm not perfect either. I think the realization that everything that I do, that's my habit, like I form in these habits, isn't necessarily correct. And it's mm -hmm. not correct for everybody. And even though it might annoy me, I've got to decide, hey, is this something that's going to annoy me enough that I'm going to feel differently about Steven? Or is this something that I can just say, hey, this is a way I can show that I love him by doing these things. Some people get really upset about like where the toothpaste is squeezed. You know, you got to make that decision. Is it something that you want to fight for? Or do you want to get two separate toothpaste tubes so you can do whatever you want with each? Or, or do you want to take Jen's approach and get a little wind-up toy thing yay. that goes on the bottom of the toothpaste? <laughs> Don't you love those, though? I find that more frustrating than you <laughs> squeezing from the wrong side. <laughs> I love Okay, I love these little tools that we have now where you put the toothpaste tube in and you, t you wind it, you twist it, so it gets every little piece, little, what, I mean, it's not a piece of toothpaste, what is it? Every little squeeze. Ounce. Every little ounce, I would say every little squeeze of toothpaste you can get Ugh, out of that. Yuck. I'm a little bit obsessive about using everything. I don't toss stuff unless it's absolutely necessary, like it's expired, or if it's broken. Mm -hmm. And if there's still some left that you can make another thing of toothpaste, I want to be able to use it. I want to use every little ounce I possibly can. And so this allows me to do that. Just a small rant. Do you get satisfaction from that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I get satisfaction from uh, that. See, I don't like the little toys you bought because they're not as powerful as my hands. <laughs> well, I'll buy you your separate. I can get every ounce of toothpaste out. <laughs> Those little toys can't do the job. They're not up to it. They're toys. They're made out of plastic. Plastic breaks, not like these bones. <laughs> these bones never been broken. Steven's Mr. Unbreakable. Knock on wood. <laughs> I'm going to break my leg tomorrow, aren't I? Not just your leg. That's going to be all of your bones. You're going to break my jaw No, tonight. I'm not going to break anything. <laughs> You're done podcasting. The universe Boom. is just like so tired of you being so cocky. <laughs> oh, So 
so I, I feel like a lot of times we, when we talk about like how to be trapped in a marriage with some, I, Ooh. Uh, wait, what? what did I say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> These like real feelings times, are coming out. I feel like a lot of times when we, when we talk about like, uh, cohabitating with somebody else we focus a lot on like how do we deal with like fights and stuff because i feel like a lot of times we feel like we don't need help with the good stuff but i don't think that's true after being married for 11 years because like good stuff is it's good when it happens like when jen randomly just grabs me and starts dancing like that's good that's a good feel and i like that um but you also have to think like how how do we plan to have good times together? Um, and so some, something Jen and I did a lot more like when we first got married than we maybe do now is we used to do like game nights with each other where we would like stay in the house and play typically sequence. Um, though we also tried playing Scrabble a few times, but like it's just like some weird stuff where like somebody was super good at spelling and like somebody else didn't believe them and didn't think that words invented on the internet were real words. Um, you know, I don't want to point any fingers about like who was super good at spelling, but it was me and who adhered to a dictionary. It was Jen. Um, but you know, <laughs> but we, we, we don't play Scrabble anymore. <laughs> we don't, but we had to make time for each other. And like now with two kids and with work, it's a lot harder to do that. And so like now we've been doing a lot more, um, because our work is so draining and because we work together most of the time, whether we're podcasting or shooting and editing photos, um, a lot of times what we're really looking for is just the ability to kind of tune out together or zone out. And so like we've been watching like a lot of TV shows and movies together as opposed to like playing games, which is something we didn't really do that much of when we first got married. Like when we first got married, we did a lot more like games and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with after kids, we had to find things that they could do as well. And well, now we play sequence with the kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. We do game nights with the kids, um, but we're so exhausted. <laughs> we, we thought what ti we knew what tired meant when, before we had kids, but then after it was like, okay, I don't want to use my brain anymore. I want, after they fall asleep, I just want to be able to like snuggle with you and just completely relax. That is, that is the best thing. Mm. What I think people don't realize is spending time together isn't necessarily spending time together. We can see each other for an entire week all the time and not actually spend time together. There, You can still feel lonely being with someone inside of a house all the time. So it's incredibly important to find some time, whether it be at the house or going out on dates it, it's it's so important because you, you can you can personally feel lonely or maybe your partner feels that way as well and I know that if you are living with someone more than likely you love them and you don't want them to feel that way mm -hmm. so something else that I think is really cool um, that Jen does that makes me feel really special is sometimes she will do like little crafty things like not always just for me sometimes for the kids too but like she does like little things like today you made that eye for Ian and I didn't understand why you did it at first <laughs> and you got a little upset with me but um, but like you'll do stuff like that or you like you did the wishing tree thing with him today and like 
in the past you've done things where like you've made me cards just out of nowhere just to be nice you've done things where um you've made me food whether it's like desserts or sometimes you've woken me up with like breakfast in bed and just like you you have a really good mind for planning out these things that make me feel appreciated and also make our kids feel appreciated now that we have kids like you uh you do things that make Ian and Nora feel loved as well and that's something that I really appreciate about you and um that's one of those things that like I, I think of when I think of like you have to kind of plan things with your spouse once you're together once you're living together um because you think stuff just comes up but it just doesn't come up unless you make the time for it and unless you plan for it well we weren't planning on talking about how like good things that are the us, but I don't need to have time to think so about it. So you wanted no. to talk about this topic just to air out dirty laundry and no. fight with me on no, the no, podcast? No, 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 not at all. No, I'm just saying that like, I mean, it feels nice to, to be appreciated. It really does. But that's not the reason why I do it. Just like you don't come and say, hey, do you want a back massage? Like, or... You're right. I've never said that. <laughs> you don't, no, you don't come and do that just to be appreciated. And yes, you definitely do that. You say, how are you feeling? And I could even just be like, I'm not having a good day. Well, do you want me to give you a back massage? Or do you want to take a little, do you want to rest? Do you want to lay down for a couple of moments? And those things that I think it's like he definitely noticed what, like he understands me because I'm very much, sometimes I just need some me time and having kids or even not having kids, being able to have time just to be either pampered or just to be alone for a little while is incredibly helpful for my mental state. And so I think that for him to understand, I am incredibly distracted by you balancing your cup of water on your heel. I'm, I can't even think straight. All I can think about That's is the whole point there's of a doing ton it. of pictures of our children that are under your feet right now. The whole point of doing it was to throw you off. Because <laughs> you didn't want me to talk about you. Yeah. No, I just I think there's things that we it's not wrong to bring up the things that are that are bothering us. I don't I am a firm believer that we should communicate more than we do. Um, even in our relationship. But I think that communication is really is very healthy um, if it's approached in the right way, because there's some things that there's some ways people can approach things to actually destroy the relationship. Well, I mean, just think about it. Like when you're when you're living with somebody, how often do you bring something up with them that's like, I just want to praise you or make you feel good as compared to you, how often do you bring something up that's like, this was really irritating me when you did this today. Yeah. Like, I just think about myself and I am, I'm more likely <laughs> to bring up like, oh, this is irritating me than I am to be like, hey, I really appreciated what you did today. Um and so I think it's really difficult and it's something we have to kind of think about and think like, how can I communicate with this other person in a positive manner? Yeah. Um, because otherwise I think we get stuck and we're, we're all inherently selfish, I feel like. And yeah. so we all make these selfish decisions and it's really easy to put yourself first because you've been looking out for yourself your whole life, you know, and it's it's a lot more difficult to put somebody else first and, and to try to think of them or, you know, even just to give them equal footing with you. And like, 
so often when Jen and I get in fights, what it really comes down to is if I take two seconds to think about it from her perspective, then I understand maybe I don't agree with her or what she wants, but I understand why she wants it. And sometimes I feel like we have to apply that to the other side of things too. Like when we're not fighting, like, can I put myself in your shoes for two seconds and just think like, what would make you feel special today? What would make you feel loved today? Cause I feel like the ability's there. Like I know I can do it, but like how often am, am I exercising that muscle? Like, you have to like my love, my love that. muscle, my love muscle. And let's not. How often do I exercise my love muscles? I'll cut that out. You have to consider you, that. You out. don't have to cut that out. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, so, if you look at it, that everything is neutral. Like you either feel great, bad, or just troll in a relationship. And for how much you typically have to put in some some sort of effort to make someone feel bad whether that be like I'm not I'm choosing not to spend time with you I'm choosing not to communicate with you I'm choosing not to 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 build you up or and maybe I'm tearing you down I think the same thing goes for making someone feel loved and good like there has to be effort put forth you can't just be on neutral and expect that things are great you do have to put an effort to make someone feel loved. It's not like you said, we're, we're selfish. We mm. choose to do things that make us feel good, make us feel comfortable and making other people feel loved. Isn't always a natural thing for people for, for others. So understanding the things that would make someone feel great and feel loved is part of getting to know them and having those conversations on understanding like well what are the things that make you feel special or make you feel loved and getting the idea of okay well I know that like for instance breakfast in bed makes that person feel special because you know that they're it's an active service it's they're feeling loved because someone's thinking about them you cannot give them breakfast in bed every single day because it's that's also another thing that it's like you cannot you have to continually grow and to change because after that is fulfilled in their life it becomes a norm it becomes something that they're almost expecting um then it being something that's special but do you ever break it down and you think to yourself like how many things do i just expect the other person to do that are really them showing me that they love me because I think there's a lot of things in our relationship that it's just gotten to the point where it's like, well, that's Jen does that. Yeah. Like J Jen just dusts. And it's like, yeah, but like Jen doesn't want to dust, <laughs> yeah. you know, but she does. And it's like, is that just you wanting the house to be clean? Or is that you being like, I don't necessarily want Steve to feel like he has to dust. Like I, I want to do this so he doesn't have to. And like, how do, how do we put ourselves in the the mindset of like, having our minds open to the idea that other people are doing things for us and not just for themselves. Because I feel like there's a lot of things that you do for me that you would do for yourself, but you're specifically doing it so that I don't have to. Or that because I don't want you to kill me. <laughs> I'm completely content living with a bunch of clothes on the floor in the closet, but I know it drives you crazy. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and I might not be the best at it, but I'm, I'm, I do try. <laughs> I feel like that was a rhetorical question. I didn't feel like I needed to answer it, but 
Mm-hmm. I, mean, do I wasn't looking for specific it? examples. I know, but I, 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 I feel like, like you're the, saying like, the idea, yes, there the are philosophy. things that I, yeah, that I, there are things that I do because I love you and I know that okay, I don't want you I to want have specific to do it. Examples. Um, <laughs> list off everything you do out of love and uh, I'll let you know whether or not I feel like it was done out of love. <laughs> Uh, sex. <laughs> that wasn't done out of love. That was selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Are you waiting for more? Do you want more? <laughs> this kind of was all over the place. We didn't really okay. talk about exactly like cohabiting, but I think cohabiting is messy and it's okay if conversations about it are a little messy too. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us here tonight, Jennifer. Um, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you about how to cohabitate with somebody and how to look at things more than just what frustrates and irritates you, but also how to approach those situations when you are frustrated and irritated with love, <laughs> with empathy, with understanding. Jen, where can people find us? So if you want to connect with us online, you can find us at whatapod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners, we're growing on Facebook. You can join the Wedded Facebook group. Don't forget to add your love buddies. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. I love you, babe. I love you too.